Hey you, welcome back to the Pursue Your Potential podcast, where we are going over a variety of topics to help you pursue your potential in every area of your life. I'm your host, Taylor. Today is episode number 52, and I want to talk to you about the seven keys that will help you see success in your health and fitness journey. Now, I understand that there's a lot more to it than this. I understand that these are my personal opinions, but after careful observation of myself, my clients, and other people, I truly believe that these seven things can help you succeed. If you pay attention to them, if you work on them, you will see success. So I've been talking about these on my social media posts and on my email list. So you might have seen or heard this already, but maybe if you can listen for a little bit, a few minutes where I am diving into each topic, maybe it'll click. Maybe hearing me talk about it will help it click when maybe it didn't click before, or maybe you just needed to hear it another time to kind of get that kicking the butt to go do something about it. So whether you're just starting out or you're taking some time to reevaluate, whether or not you're just trying to live a healthy lifestyle, step on stage, lose that excess weight, no matter what it might be, these seven things will help you. So before I do dive into those seven keys, I want to give a quick shout out for our amazing sponsor, First Form Supplements. As a fitness competitor, as a coach, as someone who's always talking about this kind of stuff, I am always getting asked about supplements. This is a company. This is a community that has products that I stand by, that I use every single day and that I've used for years. I highly recommend them. So I'm going to leave a link for you in the show notes so you can check them out yourself. And if you have any questions in the meantime, don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me info at taylorlakin.com or you can DM me on Instagram at taylorlakin underscore. Taylor, L-A-K-I-N underscore. So let's dive in. Let's talk about these seven keys so that we can help you succeed in your health and fitness journey. So the seven keys that will help you succeed in your health and fitness journey. Key number one, a plan that fits your lifestyle and your needs. Key number two, you need to consistently show up to do the work. Key number three, set up your environment to support your goals. Key number four, let those around you know about your goals. Key number five, accountability. Key number six, let go of who you've been. And key number seven, when times get tough, remember your why. Now I listed all of those out and I have my notes here, but I'm going to go through each one individually and we're going to talk about it and we're going to help it all make some sense. So key number one, You need a plan that fits your lifestyle and your needs. This is super, super important because if you're trying to fit a plan that's worked for someone else into your lifestyle and whatever you've got going on, it might not work because you have certain things in your own life that are non-negotiable, that are super important, whether that's your work schedule, your, the schedule of your kids, wanting to spend time with them certain events and get togethers and all that, that are very important to you. You have those things in your life. And if you do not create a plan that makes those things work for you, you might resent it. It might be a lot harder than it needs to be. So yes, while that's super important, you do need to remember that if your lifestyle has kind of, you know, been putting you in the wrong direction and it's not very healthy and you're not making great choices, you do need to make changes. Those things do need to change because if you decide to keep drinking every day, 
if you keep deciding to go in the binge cycle, it's not going to work. You have to be willing to give up a little bit, even though this does need to fit your lifestyle and your needs. Ultimately, at the end of the day, if you want a new lifestyle, there's got to be some things that change. But if Friday night pizza night is a really big deal to you, your diet, your plan needs to work with that, or it's going to cause some problems. And if you're trying to do keto or something like that, a pizza and wine night is not going to work, right? So really pay attention to that. If you travel for work, if you work night shifts, which a lot of my clients have and do, they're nurses and other professions where they have to work late, or if you need to work out from home, or maybe your workouts, they can't be an hour or an hour and a half long. They need to be 30 to 45 minutes. It needs to accommodate that. If it's important for you to eat what your significant other and your kids are going to eat, being stuck on a rigid meal plan isn't going to work. You have to be very mindful of that. So I want you to think about that and write it down. What is important to you in your lifestyle that you can't and don't want to change? Those certain little things that I just mentioned, those are things to look at. Now, if there are certain things that you have the ability to change to make this easier on you, you might want to look at that. If getting off work and going to the gym has kind of dampened some things for you, you're too tired and you don't get time with your kids, you might want to wake up an hour earlier so that you can get it done early in the morning when everybody's asleep, go to work, come home and spend time with your family. Just little things like that. It's going to make a big difference. Once you figure that out, once you commit and you follow through, things are going to get a lot easier because you're not fighting things every day that are counterintuitive to the lifestyle that you want to live. So one last thing with that is tailored for you coaching. That's the name of my business. And that's because I tailor the plan that I'm creating to fit my client's lifestyle and their needs. Because I know what it's like to have a lifestyle that a plan just doesn't work for. That clean eating meal plan that just doesn't suit things that you want, like eating with your spouse, eating with your kids, not carrying Tupperware everywhere. Those things really do matter. So key number two, you need to consistently show up and do the work. That's not a negotiable. That is something you need to do. What you consistently do is what consistently shows up. You can't have a good meal here and there and then kind of wonder why you don't feel well. (laughs) You just can't. The consistent things that you're doing are creating the physique that you see in the mirror. They're creating the feelings that you're feeling about yourself, the way that you're showing up, the way that your hair looks, your skin looks, the way that your energy is, the vibration that you're feeling the vibration that you emanate. Those things are all really important and it all comes down to what you're doing consistently. Now we can all have bad days. We can all have days where we want to rest and be lazy and eat a box of chocolates (laughs) or eat several slices of pizza or whatever it may be, but it's what you consistently do. That's consistently going to show up. So now that you have a plan that fits your lifestyle and your needs, Consistently doing that plan is going to be what provides that success. Whatever your plan entails, it should be followed closely and consistently. And that key is often what separates a lot of people that succeed from the people that don't. Key number three, 
You need to set up your environment to support your goals. This is super important. You don't want to miss out on this one. If you are trying to eat a specific way and you've got things in your house that are making it very hard, that on your worst day, the day that you're most tired, the day that you're most stressed out, that stuff is going to be what just kind of makes you fail for the day. And yes, it's okay to talk about failure because if you have a plan for the day and you don't follow through with it, you know, you get another shot at another day, but you did fail that day. You didn't follow the plan the way that you said that you were going to. And that's just really important. Now, failing a day doesn't make you a failure. That's not what we're talking about. But you don't want things in your house that are going to tempt you in the direction that you don't want to go in. Now, I'm not saying that any food's bad. That's not the direction we're going with this. It's that if you know you can't have, let's use me as an example. I know that it's not a good idea for me to have a box of Fruit Loops in my house because on a day where I might be stressed or I might want to have a binge or something, that box is going to be gone and I know it. So if I can keep them out of the house, I I don't struggle with that. And there's only certain foods that I do that with. There's only certain foods that I really struggle to not overconsume when I have them. And Fruit Loops is one of those. So you want to make sure that the environment around you is set up to help you succeed. Now, everything from the food in your home to the people you surround yourself with will play a role in your success. Are you, are you setting yourself up for a success? by making sure that your environment and the people around you support you? Or are you spending time with people that make fun of you or try to persuade you to just eat it or miss the gym? You don't need to do that. Why are you doing that? (laughs) When you know that it's on your plan, when you know that that's what you told yourself that you would do, don't let other people get in the way. And a big part of that is you got to surround yourself with people that are going to support you. And if it's your family, like your significant other or your kids that are the ones that are doing that, have a conversation with them. Let them know that you need their support. It's very important. What about your friends? Are they wanting to drink all of the time and you know it doesn't make you feel good and makes it harder to go to the gym the next day and eat well? Then you might need to reevaluate that. And I'm not just saying just get rid of people. I'm not saying get rid of those friends. All it takes sometimes is a conversation. But if they don't get it, they don't want to hang out with you. If you don't want to drink, then something to look into. It's something worth paying attention to. So what is your environment like? It's a lot harder than it needs to be when you don't set up your environment to support you, especially when this is a long-term goal. Now, key number four, let those around you know about your goal. This plays into that last one. This is super important because if you're in your own head and you're the only one that knows what you're trying to do, nobody around you can help you. Not your coach, not your spouse, not your partner, not your friends, not your kids, nobody. They need to be in on it. And not only that, but people, when they care about you, they like to support you. Give them the opportunity to support you. So you might not be like me or other fitness enthusiasts that love to post about what you're doing, your progress photos, or your workouts. But when you declare what you're doing, you add a sense of accountability. People know what you've committed to. 
it really does help to make things clear with your significant other, your family, your friends, your coworkers, and it helps to say how much that goal means to you. That way they aren't waving pizza in your face and donuts in the break room when you're at lunch. They're not going to judge you for bringing a homemade meal. You know, they know, they know that you're working on things and that's really important. That is one of the biggest things that I see with my clients is they often will say, you know, I went to work and all my coworkers were trying to like get me to eat this and get me to eat that. And I kind of just cave in because I don't want to deal with the things that they're going to say. And (laughs) first of all, I'd say, I don't care. Like they're not in your body. They don't have your goals, but you need to tell them just saying like, I'm trying to do this. I'm doing this. This is really important to me. Then they can leave you alone. So key number five is accountability. Super important. This makes or breaks a lot of people because when times get tough, you're not going to hold yourself accountable. So having accountability is really, really important. Now that might be, you know, a coach. I think that hiring a coach to hold you accountable, especially when there's money involved is really powerful. Something about making that exchange of money and investing It's something that holds you accountable when you actually care about your finances, when you care about your money that you've earned and you're giving it to someone as an investment in exchange for their expertise and their service. And that's really, really important. So maybe over time you develop so much accountability for yourself, so much discipline that you hold yourself accountable. But even then it's hard when things don't work out in your favor, when the weather's bad, when you're tired, when you don't feel like it. If you don't have anyone holding you accountable, it's easy to just not do it and nobody else is going to know, right? So my first recommendation is, of course, to hire a coach, someone whose job it is to hold you accountable, like me. Number two would be, if you aren't up for hiring a coach just yet, find an accountability buddy who's determined as you are. So if you get a friend or somebody and you're saying, hey, will you be my gym buddy, my accountability buddy? And they're not about it as much as they should be. They're not going to help you. They're going to bring you down. They're going to be the ones that like, you know, I don't want to go today. They need to be someone who's determined and they want to see these goals as well because they might be what helps you stick to it. So friends who are wishy-washy with their own goals aren't going to help you out with yours. Just remember that significant others can be good for this, but they are also kind of the, the ones that are, are not good for it because they're often the ones that you fall off with. They're often the ones that tempt you. And they're often the ones that you may use as an excuse to make decisions that don't align with your goal. So be really conscious of that and ask yourself if you're not wanting accountability, ask yourself why. Why don't you want to be held accountable? Do you not really want this goal? Do you really not want to make a change? Ask yourself why. Find that accountability. It'll make a huge difference. Have someone that you can check in with weekly. Have someone that you can send something to. Another thing that might work that works with me sometimes is when I need some extra accountability, I'll tell myself that I am going to log my food in my fitness pal. And every day I'm going to mark the box that says that I completed the diary. And that's my accountability. 
when I'm not hiring other people or not talking with other friends about it, if I just need like a moment of accountability, that's it for me. And that's worked out a lot, but then there's times where I'm struggling and I can't do it. I just don't do it. And I know that if I have someone hold me accountable, it's a lot different, especially if I paid them to, <laughs> right? There's something about paying someone who is, it's their job to make sure that you're doing what you say you're going to do and hold you accountable to it. So key number six, let go of who you have been. This one's tough. This is, this is really tough. It's tough for all of us, especially if you're 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, older, you've lived your whole life a certain way. And there's a good chance that you're going to have to spend a long time, a long time trying to figure out how to reprogram your brain, the things that you grew up with, the person that you've always been, the habits that you've chosen, especially when you're stressed, you're emotional or anything like that. There's certain aspects to that that need to be reprogrammed. So I'll use weight loss as an example, since that's what the majority of my clients are asking me to help them with. If you've been eating too much, moving too little, drinking too often, if you've been down on yourself, unhappy, feeling unhealthy, you need to let that person go. No matter what it, no matter what it takes, you've got to figure out how to move on from that person that has led you to be so unhappy, the choices that have made you so unhappy. You can't take those habits and that mindset with you along your journey to seeing lasting results. It'll just keep coming up. It'll keep testing you. You've got to figure out a way to make those changes. And habits are created after consistently doing them. You can't do them one or two times, even a dozen times. You've got to actively actively pursue them for weeks and then they'll become a habit. And really recognizing those poor habits that come up, in what moments do they come up? I've noticed that an example that I like to use is if I ever have a stressful or emotional call with someone, sometimes I go to my pantry because I want to eat because something about eating is satisfying me in a moment when I'm so stressed or anything like that, you know? So if I recognize when I get off a call, if I'm going to go eat, I need to ask myself, am I really hungry or am I trying to satisfy something? And that's creating a new habit. And then like, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm not, I don't want to eat. Now that doesn't ever mean you can't rest or be lazy or drink alcohol or do any of the things that you've been doing. It's just, you need to do them a little less often and you need to make those not your habits, but things that you do occasionally. That's the biggest difference. It doesn't need to be all at once. Small changes daily can lead to big lasting changes. The point is that you've been a certain way for a period of time that got you to where you are. You've decided to make a change for your health and confidence and happiness and all those things. And you can't take that into the new you. You'll keep spinning your wheels, going through the cycle of doing things one way, doing them great, and then struggling and snowballing in the direction you're coming from. Lasting change comes with the ability to leave the you behind that put you in the place that you don't want to be. So really consider that. That's a really big one. And that's really hard because we're essentially letting go who we've been to become who we truly want to be. We're letting go of a version of ourselves that we've known for so long to meet a new us that we don't quite know yet, 
We don't know what it's going to take to be that new person, but we know we have the potential to be that person. And the best way to get there is by letting that other person go. So key number seven, when times get tough, remember your why. Now, remembering your why, knowing your why, it's something that's talked about quite often. Or maybe I'm just hearing about it all the time because I'm so involved with personal development and coaching and all that. But a why, having a why is a really big deal. Having a why that means a lot to you that can anchor you down when you're having a hard time is a really big deal. Now, when times get tough, you need to remember your why because it's what's going to hold you to what you're saying that you're going to do. The thing that's saying like, this is important to me. I have found that nearly every, every client that I've worked with has trials come up every time. And I, myself, anytime I've done a show prep, I've had some really hard things come my way that I had to fight through and get over to continue to see results, or I would have given up. I would have backed down every time, whether that's losing a job, whether that's having issues in your relationship, whether that's the freaking pandemic that we're dealing with right now, anything like that. There's always going to be roadblocks that are very noticeable when you're trying to be a better you. So you might've been dealing with struggles before, and that was partly why you're trying to make these changes. But during the program, for some reason, you can't break the habit of giving up and giving in. And it's very important because you finally made yourself a priority. These trials can make it difficult to stay the course and take care of yourself. But if you remember what drives you and what keeps you pushing, You'll not only make it through, but you'll come out better, stronger, and closer to your goal. I think it can also be really encouraging to remember we all face struggles. We all go through things. And they just seem to be even more apparent when we're working hard to better ourselves because, you know, when we're not actively pursuing our potential, these things are kind of just happening to us. We're kind of just dealing with it like, oh, well, it is what it is. But when you're actively trying to pursue your potential and do better and be better, it's like you keep coming up against these things and you, life wasn't, life isn't harder than it's ever been. Life's hard at at all times for different reasons, no matter what it may be. And it's just really apparent because you're trying so hard to do better and you're just realizing that you're going to have to give up if you, if you can't stay the course. So Just really be mindful of those things. Those are seven keys that I truly believe will help you see success in your health and fitness journey. And really you can apply those to any area of your life. And, you know, with your business, maybe you have your own business. These things can absolutely be applied to that. And like, think about your why when it comes to your business, like people are depending on you for the financial income, right? You're depending on yourself for that financial income. And when times get tough and you want to give up, well, then you're like, well, then I lose my business Then I can't take care of my family. I can't put food on the table. Those are really big whys. So I'm not going to get too into other topics with that because I want to keep this health and fitness related. But if you can take a moment to write these seven things down, I'll leave them for you in the show notes. And just evaluate where you're at with these. 
if you've, if you haven't paid any attention to one or more of these keys, pay attention to them. Now it will help you out so much. We are at, we are in November of 2020 right now. We're about at the end of the year and I don't know where you're at with your goals. I don't know what you've been up to, but from what I've observed, from what I've experienced myself is that this year has been a hard year for a lot of people. (laughs) Well, for everybody, I feel like in one way or another, but especially health and fitness wise and with the weight gain and just unhealthy habits that we're seeing, you know, obesity, uh, alcoholism, drug use, and all that it's, it's pretty prevalent. So just kind of evaluate where you're at right now. And how do you want to end the year? This year has taken so much from a lot of us. And I mean, it's given us a lot of blessings as well, but don't let this year end without you having some direction of where you're going to go this upcoming year. 2021 is right around the corner and we don't need to wait until January or any specific day to start pursuing our potential and really dialing these things in. You don't need to wait. What's important is that you don't think that this is something that you can keep putting off because the habits need to start getting formed now. The work needs to start getting done now. You need to consistently show up now. So every day, wake up, with the plan to pursue your potential, pay attention to these things, ask yourself what you need to do, tell yourself you're going to do them, and then keep your word to yourself. That's so important. These seven keys, again, if you pay attention to them, if you work on them, you will see success, whatever success means to you. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that this all made sense. If you have any questions, again, you can always reach out to me. I'm here for you. If you like this episode, if you like this podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you could go leave me a five-star review. If you can rate it and review it, it truly helps me out as a podcaster and I really, really do appreciate it. So thank you for listening. I will talk to you again soon. Have a wonderful day.